Hi, I'm your host, Kelly Joe, and this is the Nourished Motherhood Podcast, a show dedicated to bringing together the voices of motherhood and helping women connect with others and themselves through the power of sharing honest, vulnerable stories. Because every woman deserves to have a place where her voice is heard. We believe that supporting mothers is one of the healthiest things we can do for our society. There's a balance of beauty and grit to be found in every woman's story. And we're so honored you're here to listen, connect, and grow with us. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Nourished Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Joe, and it is such an honor to be sharing with you today and to have you joining along. It only seems fitting that my husband and I would be birthing a brand new business and community as we're getting ready to welcome our second kiddo into the world in a few short weeks. You see, for the last three months, alongside a phenomenal team, we have been working around the clock to get the Nourished Motherhood Collective off the ground. And while this seems kind of crazy, it also seems to make so much sense with the season of family we find ourselves in. We have an unshakable belief and wholeheartedly agree with OBGYN Dr. Oscar Serlak that the wellness of mothers is the fabric from which the cloth of our society is made. Through the last year, it's only become more apparent that mamas and moms in the making need more support than ever. Many of us are maxed out, isolated, and overwhelmed. I've heard too many stories of women getting left behind in the gaps of our society, walking incredibly hard roads with little to no support. And that's exactly why we've established the Nourished Motherhood Collective and this podcast. And let's be really clear. Motherhood begins far before the birth of your child. This podcast and community is for you. Whether you're thinking about getting pregnant, trying to conceive, you're pregnant now, or you have a babe or a whole house full of kiddos, we've created this space to meet you where you're at today. We want to be a place of connection and community, education and support, and a gateway to much-needed resources so you thrive through motherhood. Your well-being is essential for your own life, your family, your community, and society at large. You're worth investing in and being supported. This is a space for practice and progress over perfection, my friend. And we recognize that every woman's journey, experience, and needs are different, and it all belongs. In this podcast, you'll hear from some incredible moms who share their journey into motherhood, as well as learn from guest experts who can support you and your well-being at a root level, as well as hear from me from time to time. Some common themes you may hear in our Voices of Motherhood stories include the joys of motherhood, the power of gratitude, hope against hope, walking through grief and loss, health and healing, as well as self-awareness, powerlessness, forgiveness, learning to surrender, and the neediness for God to intervene and change us, just to mention a few. And a glimpse of the type of professionals you'll hear from include everyone from OBGYNs and functional medicine doctors, as well as naturopathic doctors, to midwives, doulas, and lactation consultants. You'll be able to hear from several other professionals who serve women and moms, such as chiropractors, physical therapists, dietitians, nutritionists, birth photographers, mental health specialists, and the likes. So buckle up, because we've got some awesome guest episodes coming your way and you're not going to want to miss them. So to kick things off, I want to give you a little sneak peek behind the curtains and tell you how we got here with some of my own backstory. 
Well, first of all, I'm tuning in from Anchorage, Alaska. I had the extreme privilege of growing up in one of the most wild and beautiful places in the world. Though I must admit, I'm not a big fan of the cold, so you can usually find me with hot tea, cozy blankets, and dreaming of salsa dancing in some tropical jungle or sailing to some far-flung island. But seriously, growing up in Alaska has taught me both resilience and also how important it is to band together with others. Most visitors are surprised by how friendly Alaskans are, and I'd have to agree. It's hard to go to the grocery store and not to make a new friend in line or be invited over for dinner. Here, people have to work together against the elements. And I think that's what's really reinforced in my mind how important it is to band together as I envision a different world for women and for fellow mothers in today's current environment. Growing up, I experienced a lot of hormonal imbalances as a teenager, and I was told I would have fertility problems. I always had low progesterone, and nothing really seemed to help it. Like, we tried all the things, or so I thought. And so, over and over, the narrative I was fed was that I was going to have a hard time starting a family. And this was the only story I was told, and I was personally never given any solutions for what else I could do to sort out my hormones and future fertility issues. The one thing I knew about my future was that I wanted to be a mom. I recognize that this isn't the case for all women and moms, but for me, from the time I was a young girl, I longed to create a healthy family. And to be told this would be a challenge or even impossible for me was incredibly discouraging. As a young woman, I settled into the reality that my only route to having a child was through adoption, which I'm personally a huge fan of since I myself am adopted and still plan on adopting in the years to come. But I digress. I basically put having biological kiddos on the back burner because I didn't really believe it would ever be possible. In college, I dedicated my time to serving vulnerable populations and at-risk women and children in a variety of ways, and that took me all over the world. By my mid-20s, I had lived on three other continents, from Mozambique to Norway, and had been a sponge learning so many things from all the different cultures and peoples I had lived with and among. One thing I saw over and over in several of the communities I called home was a priority of connection community, and extended family support. That just isn't an overarching value here in the West. I witnessed both different perspectives on childbearing, motherhood, and raising kiddos that often showed up in a family and village support system of some kind, as well as usually some special rituals surrounding both entering into womanhood as well as motherhood. And at the same time, I spent a lot of time in very rural and impoverished communities that were lacking in resources And in that time, a seed was planted in me to see to it that women everywhere were more supported through childbearing years and beyond. So in a way, you could say that the vision for nourished motherhood was planted within me over a decade ago in the sands of the Sahara. A few other things I experienced in my early 20s was that being in the social work and humanitarian world was me and my peers, we took terrible care of ourselves. I mean, all at the sake of helping other people, but burnout in the helping profession, whether you're a doctor, a teacher, a social worker, an aid worker, it's really high, which is dangerous not just for your own well-being, but for those you are committed to serving, as it's just so easy to become a cog in the wheel and not to be truly present with the people before you. I share all this because I worked myself into the ground and really ignored my own well-being. 
I thought I was young and invincible. And honestly, this is so common for young women. They jump into something that they're super passionate about, such as anti-trafficking, which was one of my key initiatives. And it's really not that uncommon for NGOs to suck them up and overwork them because of staff shortages and limited funding. But I could talk about nonprofit, the nonprofit sector all day long, and we don't really have time for that. So what's really relevant is that my work in my early 20s directly impacted my vision and desire to create this space. And what I learned from other women and mothers around the world deeply impacted the values I carried into my own motherhood journey. Something else that happened to me when I was living overseas was that I witnessed a completely different philosophy around health and wellness. This was especially so in my, during my stint in Southeast Asia. I personally experienced getting dengue fever, giardia, and a whole host of other waterborne illnesses. I was immediately met both with Western and Eastern remedies, and those in charge of my care, both health providers as well as my host families, looked at my own well-being as fully connected, body, soul, and spirit. While this wasn't completely new to me, it was when it came to my own well-being in the midst of recovering from pretty, some pretty nasty bugs. This too planted in me seeds for a different approach to not the only the way I care for my family and my own health, but the way in which I actually approach the health of my clients from an integrative perspective. All right, so let's fast forward to my mid-20s, and I'm living back here in America, and my health was a hot mess. I had serious brain fog. I was sick all the time. I had such low energy that I could hardly get out of bed. And I had horrible abdominal pain, like the kind that you think, oh my gosh, should I go to the hospital now type of abdominal pain. And my periods were super wacky. So y'all, I was way too young to live like this. And I sought down a path to figure out what on earth was going wrong with my body. It was only thousands of dollars later and a whole multitude of tests that I was still left with no answers to why I actually felt sick. Seriously, my health providers, they just look at me and say, sorry, we have no idea why you feel this way. I was so frustrated and discouraged to say the least. And worst of all, I still felt like crap most days. That's when I started to look for other options. I found my way to a naturopathic doctor, which this wasn't my first time that I had worked with an indie, but this time something clicked. She was able to help me see how closely knit all my symptoms actually were, both physically and emotionally, and set me on a path for healing. We looked at my lifestyle choices, such as what I ate, what supplements I took, what I didn't take, what I put on my skin, my exercising habits, stressors in my life, and even my sleep patterns. I know it sounds super basic, right? But it was through addressing these aspects of my daily life that I actually began to make focused efforts to heal my digestive system with quality nutrition, detoxing, reducing stress, and getting my body moving. And you know what? I started to regain some ground. That thick brain fog that had plagued me for years lifted and my energy that seemed to be nowhere finally returned. My digestive problems improved and the mystery pain disappeared along with all the bloating. I stopped getting sick every few weeks and my cycle became consistent for the first time in my life. And I even lost 20 pounds without trying. To say the least, it was pretty awesome. 
And all of that just from making some lifestyle changes. So while I was on this epic healing journey, I was also at the same time pursuing a career as a midwife, and I was deep into my pre-med classes with the hopes of becoming an OB. I was even working on my master's in public health. I know it's a lot. Let's just say I really love learning, and I think I could be a professional student for the rest of my life. But after witnessing my own health transformation, I dropped out of all my pre-med classes and set out to learn everything I could about preventative wellness, which ultimately led me here to become a natural health educator and a nutritional therapy practitioner with an emphasis on women's health. And that's still a driving passion to bring integrative, preventative, and holistic health tools and resources to women and mothers. Okay, fast forward a little bit, and I fell madly in love with my husband in 2015. And it was the first time I considered the possibility of having kiddos naturally. And since I was already knee-deep into the preventative wellness track and working towards becoming a nutritional therapy practitioner, I focused all my studies around fertility, pregnancy, and what I needed to know so that we ourselves could have the best possible chance for conceiving naturally. So before we started to try, I applied everything that we had learned in those three to four months leading up to us actually removing the goalie. And a little fun fact, these four months are actually a golden window of opportunity for you and your partner to impact the long-term health and vitality of your kiddos. And it's such an important time that I even created a free resource that gives you five ways that you can boost your own fertility, all while supporting the long-term health of your future kiddos. So you can access that guide in the description below, as well as in the show notes. Anyways, after spending so much time intentionally preparing my body to get pregnant, we decided to remove the goalie. And to my surprise, three weeks later, I was peeing on a stick out in remote Alaska where my husband went commercial fished, only to have it confirmed that all my weird symptoms were indeed because I was pregnant. I was floored. I expected if we were going to get pregnant at all, it was going to take close to a year, if not longer. And here we were pregnant. I was completely shocked and beyond grateful. You remember, I was told I wouldn't be able to have kids. And now I was pregnant. I knew it was definitely in part to the healing path I had been on for months and a few years leading up to our pregnancy, as well as just a huge gift from God. Well, I was so elated. It really didn't take that long for overwhelm to settle in and all the questions to flood forth. Like, I'm pregnant, but now what? What on earth should I do? When is my first appointment? What prenatal do I need to be on? I'm short of breath. Is that normal? Like, my boobs hurt. Is that normal? And all I wanted was a guide and community through all of this new stuff because my mama bear was rising up in me, but I felt so isolated and so alone. Though I had a lot of knowledge about pregnancy, health, and the likes, I knew what to do theoretically. But once I was going through pregnancy myself, especially that first pregnancy, it was like somewhere between the overwhelm and the raging hormones, I forgot it all. Okay, maybe not all of it, but that moment when I realized, oh my goodness, I have a human growing inside of me, a new level of responsibility and concern came over me. Navigating pregnancy and motherhood, it's its a lot. And over the next nine months, though I had the best midwives around me, 
it was still overwhelming. There were so many new things to consider, to think through, and to plan, all while my body was constantly growing and changing and transforming me into something I had never been, a mother. And I know I'm not the only woman who's ever felt or feels this way. And in fact, more women feel overwhelmed, unsupported, and isolated than ever before. The United States has the worst maternal infant outcomes in all of the developed world. And so it's no wonder that so many women feel scared, unsupported, and lacking in resources. Our modern society just isn't set up to see families thrive, and this added pressure on us women and moms, it really takes its toll. In fact, in Motherly's 2021 State of Motherhood Survey, 93% of the 11,000 mothers surveyed said they were burnt out. That's a serious problem, guys. And when I read stats like those, I know the tools, the resources, and the community we've put together in our Creating Through the Nourished Motherhood Collective are of the utmost importance to support moms in our communities. Knowing how and when to access additional support and nurture your physical and mental health, it's life-changing. So back to my own experiences entering motherhood. I had one of the most beautiful births with our daughter. We almost delivered in the middle of a blizzard, but we made it to the birth center with just enough time to set up the perfect mood lighting, tune into my birth playlist, mainly consisting of soulful songs from Amos Lee and Nora Jones, and get my diffuser going with some wild orange essential oils. I couldn't have asked for a better birth team and experience. And though we experienced some touch and go moments directly following the birth with some excessive bleeding I experienced, my care team knocked it out of the park. So while my birth experience was a dream and beyond empowering to see my body doing what it was created to do, I was not, I repeat, I was not prepared for the roller coaster that the first year of motherhood is. Really, parenthood, because let's just be real. I struggled with breastfeeding, which led me to one very colicky baby and one very sleep-deprived me. And I experienced being stretched to the edge of my being. Still, being a mother is one of my most favorite roles and yet is ever humbling as I have to rely on God as I'm face-to-face with my own fragility and moments of feeling completely in and over my head. I mean, kids, they don't come with an instruction manual, and there's certainly no one-size-fits-all approach. So I can say with confidence that that first year of motherhood was hard. It was joyful and blissful, but it was also so stretching. And I remember as I got closer to that one-year milestone, I have this one memory of being about 10 months pregnant, and I was sitting on the futon of our tiny 500-square-foot cabin in the woods and totally enthralled with my daughter, like completely in love with her, but also thinking, this, like, this, this is my life now. Like, I'm on call 24-7, and I was just coming to grips that the demand on my time and presence had forever changed, and this was really hard. Y'all, like, I love my alone time, and I can get really easily overstimulated by lots of people or people constantly in my bubble or loud noises. And so getting used to constant interruptions, little time for myself, and one very loud Now, toddler has been one heck of a journey. 
But I share all this because I had no idea no idea and no clue what to expect in those early days, weeks, and months of motherhood. And so often throughout the first few years of motherhood, I didn't feel like I had the most support. I mean, as a health and wellness professional, I really value taking care of yourself. And of course, I did things at home to care for myself, but I didn't have a single appointment for my own well-being outside of that initial six-week postpartum checkup and some pelvic floor PT other than just chiropractic care, I didn't have a single session about my own well-being until just nine months ago at the beginning of this current pregnancy. But do you know what? I made the time and space in our budget for my daughter's well-being. And so it goes for so many of us moms. We often put ourselves last and can so often end up giving our families the dregs of what we have left. And that's why it's so important that we tend both to the garden of our heart and soul, as well as our physical well-being. But it also means that society at large, we need to come together so that moms and families that we can be set up to thrive and not merely just survive. I mean, the general regard for mothers in our country, it's not very high. And a very simple example of this is like, why on earth aren't there more changing tables in public bathrooms? And why are most of the ones that do exist in the worst place possible in the bathroom? I know this like this might seem super petty, but I cannot even begin to tell you how many gross floors I've had to change my baby on because there was literally no alternatives. It's these small critical non-essentials that communicate so much more about moms and families' worth in our country and at society at large. Another eye-opening experience in my journey of motherhood has been the lack of support around pregnancy loss. It's estimated that one in five pregnancies end in loss, and that's just what gets reported. So frequency of miscarriage is even higher than that. In April 2020, near the beginning of the pandemic, my husband and I lost our second child, and my world crumbled. I saw firsthand how little there was out there for families who experienced miscarriage and loss. And I felt so alone and isolated and descended into darkness for the next several months, though most would have never known or guessed it from the outside. I had a really hard time reconciling the fact that we miscarried. I mean, after all, I was a holistic health coach and nutritional therapy practitioner. And to be honest, I just felt like the biggest fraud for a long time. And instead of a pregnancy announcement, we came with heartbreaking news to share with our friends and family. And to this day, I wish more people could have celebrated the news of our child's life instead of grieving the loss. As we began to share, I discovered just how common pregnancy loss was and is, and just how little as a society we acknowledge it and we talk about it. Again, one in five pregnancies end in pregnancy loss, and no one is talking about it. I mean, I can take that back. Many are actually starting to talk about it and to share, but there is still a big stigma around pregnancy loss and fertility challenges. And I was shocked just how many of my friends and family had also walked through the same thing. And you know what? I had no clue. And it got me thinking, why on earth are we doing this alone? The pain of losing a child 
It is unlike anything I had ever experienced, and I wasn't okay. I tried to be okay the best I knew how to, but life and death had just come through my body, and it was a painful reality to swallow. And it was through this experience and deep season of healing spiritually, physically, and emotionally that the desire to finally birth the Nourish Motherhood Collective came into reality. What started with the desire to bring foundational knowledge, education, and tools to moms and moms to be at a root level to thrive physically turned into a vision to create a womb for mom herself as she experiences the joys and pains of motherhood. I wanted to create a space where shame and guilt were left behind in a community of women who could unite and not have to go it alone. I wanted to give mamas a space where it was okay to not be okay, as well as a space to share in the abounding joy and adventure that motherhood truly is, and just how good it can be to have little ones by your side. I wanted to give moms a place where they could process their own stories and share them with others, where they could share their experiences, strength, and hope with others, and in turn create a place of encouragement and healing for the women listening. I wanted to provide resources that just didn't throw information at you, but instead bring together a collective of professionals and friends to support you in this journey. And so friend, that brings us to where we're at today. Whether you're in the stages of trying to conceive, you're pregnant, have experienced pregnancy loss, or are in the woes of becoming a mother, I mean, hello, that first year of motherhood, this space is for you. And I couldn't be more honored and thrilled to be birthing this podcast and community with you. Together, we're stronger, and I believe beautiful things are ahead of us. And it's with much excitement and heart that I invite you to come join us in this adventure, in the highs, in the lows, in the unknowns. And I invite you to tune in weekly for community, encouragement, and your weekly dose of raw, vulnerable, and beautiful stories from women just like you. Also, to be the first to discover more about what we have coming down the pipeline, which let me say is a lot of really exciting things, make sure you sign up for our monthly newsletter and check out the Nourished Motherhood website. We've linked both of those up in the description and the show notes below. Okay, friend, I am just so grateful to have you here today. And it's been such an honor to share my story with you. So thank you for holding the space for me. And thank you for tuning into today's podcast. And I cannot wait to see you on future episodes. So that's all for now. And I will see you on the next.